Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hey guys, Anna David here. You're listening to Light Hustler. That's the name. Get used to it. I don't think I'm going to be changing it again. It's been through many incarnations. Some of you have been around since the after party pod days. Many of you remember the Recover Girl era, as in really, really recently. Now we're at Light Hustler time. It was just getting too confusing. I have all these different things I'm doing, and they all had different names. And I was getting confused. And I thought, if I am confused, how confused is a stranger going to be? If my own mother doesn't understand it, how can someone else's mother understand it? And so that's it. And I know change is weird and hard. And so that's why I so appreciate your support during this challenging time. It's not really a challenging time. The story you're about to hear, that's probably about a challenging time. And um, and that's it. Uh, please uh, help me through this transition if you can. I, I love you for listening. So even if you do absolutely nothing, but don't stop this, I still love you. But if, if you, if you want to make sure this podcast sticks around, please, please, please go hit subscribe or tell a friend or review or do something like that. And th- I'm just going to let the, I, I, I'm going to stop talking is what I'm going to do. Uh, this guest is somebody you have heard many times. If you're a regular listener, I interviewed him a long time ago after reading his novel, Black Hole, and then um, he moved to L.A. from San Francisco, and so now he's done my storytelling show a bunch of times, and he always kills, and I'm going to stop talking and give you Bucky Sinister. I'm reading this because I don't want to fuck it up because I really like him. So the next person who's coming up is a fucking great dude. His name is Bucky Sinister. He's a stand-up comedian and author of nine books, including Black Hole, a novel, and Get Up, a 12-step guide, recovery for misfits, freaks, and weirdos. Bucky. Thank you, Natasha. Also, you have a great Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow Natasha on Twitter, start, because uh, it's awesome. Uh, and and I, I brought some, uh, I brought, brought an idea uh, today. It, it's called imposter syndrome. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, uh, but, but many of you have it. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of drug addicts have it. Uh, and it's where you feel like a fake. No matter what you're doing, you feel like a fake. And uh, this goes back, like a lot of people just have it at work. That's where you usually hear about it, where it's about people who aren't, uh, who, who fear they're, they're not qualified for the job they're in and uh, that everyone's gonna find out and then they're gonna get fired. And it's like, yeah, I felt like that since I was a child uh, about everything and about everyone. Uh, and uh, just from anything, from any dumb thing, uh, like, you know, like being afraid of wearing a Metallica t-shirt 
Uh, because so we'll find out I'm not a real Metallica fan because I don't know every single song. And uh, they'll call me out on it. I'll be a fake. I'll be a poser. Ah, you know that kind of thing. Uh, uh, all the way uh, to to uh, yeah, just every part of my life. And uh, I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. But I, I sure know something that made it go away. Uh, little pal Jim Beam was a really good, uh, really good friend who told me, "Yes, you're qualified. You're worth it. Uh, you, you deserve everything you have." And uh, anyway, so uh, a lot of, of, of being sober for me has been dealing with this idea. Uh, uh, no matter where I go, uh, and, and this is where the, the, the story begins. Uh, I, I was. Uh, this takes place about four or five years ago. Uh, I was living in the Bay Area. Uh, I was dating a normie, uh, someone not in the program, uh, but but didn't drink. So weird. She could have all the drinks she wanted. She just didn't like it. I didn't understand. But uh, yeah, real fun person to be around. And uh, she took me to a, to a wedding. And, we, and she lived in uh, Pacifica, California, which is like a it's like a small town hidden in the Bay Area where like everybody's from there. Uh, and it's the only place in the Bay Area where everybody there grew up there. And uh, we went to a wedding there, and everybody, uh, it was, it was both couple, like both people in the couple, they've been married several times before, uh, to other people from the same high school they all went to, and uh, it was that kind of thing. So everybody at this wedding had been to Terranova High School together. Uh, they all had been in kindergarten uh, together with uh, where, where where Rob Schneider's mom taught kindergarten, and uh, this that's just an odd fact about Pacifica. Rob, Rob Schneider's mom is uh, your kindergarten teacher if you live there, and. Uh, so they're all like, uh, we go to this wedding and everybody's sitting there and people had to be sit, had to be sat strategically because there's all this drama going back to junior high uh, with all these people and uh, and and here it is it's just a, it's just a way just people hanging out and and they're talking about uh, who who whose kid they've hired to cut whose lawn and who does a shitty job and all that kind of thing and I feel I feel like a fake human I feel like I don't belong I don't understand anything they're saying I feel very uncomfortable this is like these are the moments I don't ever feel like drinking when when uh, when, when something horrible happens right like like if I if I got fired or if I got dumped or something like that I never feel like I never feel like drinking at a funeral I feel like drinking when uh, when I when I have to socialize, when I have to like the real mundane small talk, really makes me want to get high, and uh, it's just so much better that way. And uh, you know, I just it's all those things, and then like you know, I just kind of working up the resentment of of how much I just resent everyone there because uh, they're talking about things I don't understand. So fuck them. And uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, maybe I can like fake that I forgot something in the car. Maybe I can go outside to the car for a little bit just to get away from everyone. What can I say I've left in the car when it's obvious I, I haven't left anything there? And uh, then then it happens. Then the little thing happens. Uh, out, out of nowhere, one of, one of the servers is putting down a, a basket of, 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 of rolls uh, down by one of the uh, table settings with little candles on it, sets it on fire. Just, just And then uh, someone tries to beat out the thing with a napkin, with a cloth napkin, and that catches on fire. So now there's a lot of fire in the middle of the table. And they're just all, they just all start freaking out. They start staring at it and yelling at it. And that's not how you deal with fire. And you know what? Fuck all these lame asses. They can't deal with some fire. And I just stood up and I said, I said, give me the fire. And uh, I leaned over everyone and he grabbed the, the little basket of, of rolls that was on fire, brought to where I was, and just started dumping water on it. 
and almost in anger of like this shouldn't have to be me doing this and uh and then it was out and the entire room stood and applauded uh and then uh then everyone wanted to talk to me after that and tell me what a great job i did putting out the fire uh, here's the thing the only time i felt comfortable the whole fucking day was when something literally caught fire yeah. That's who I am. That's who a lot of us are. That's not who they are. Right? They are the people who like things that are not on fire. We are the people who like things that are. When you feel uncomfortable, when you feel like you don't fit in, that's why. They love things being calm and, and, and serene and, and, and not in chaos. And, uh, yeah, we need most people to be that way. We need that. We need most... We need most people to run away from danger, and then just a few of us to go like, hey, that looks kind of cool. Like, let's, let's check that out. Uh, just need a few of us. Yeah, we just need a few of us. Uh, and, uh, and and here's here's the other place where it, 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 it came up the most uncomfortable moment I've had, the most, the most difficult thing I faced sober w w was a job interview. Uh, that was for a job that I desperately wanted. Uh, I went back. Uh, I, I did that whole thing where I got I got I got sober in my 30s. Uh, I went back to I went back to school. I got my degree at 35, uh, and then I went out in the working world and and, uh, and and was applying for all the jobs that the 22 year old UC Berkeley graduates were applying to. Um, you know, I was 35 and he graduated from SF State. Uh, whatever. Uh, I and. Uh, I, 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 I got the call, I got to go and come down here, come down here and uh, we're, we're gonna be, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to fill 10 positions here and immediately, for some reason I thought, do I get to fight them all for it? Do I get to, cause that would be fun. You know what I mean? If they're like, hey, you know, we're, we're gonna have a battle royale for this position. We're gonna call all the applicants in a room and uh, whoever's the last one standing gets the gig, I'll be like, yeah, tell them I'll be there and be ready because uh, I got something coming for them. And, uh, but, but when they, they say, yeah, we want to come down and, and talk with you about, about your resume, I was like, oh shit, this is going to be horrible. This is, this is a disaster. I, I'm going to have to be honest with another human being and, and, and tell the truth when, when they ask me questions and, and they'll find out that, you know, they'll, uh, of course, they're calling me down there just to call out all this obvious bullshit on the old resume, even though all of it's true. I still feel like the whole thing is a bunch of lies. There's no way, like, look at all this. They're going to figure out where all the lost time was on here, aren't they? Like, I, I didn't really space the years out right. right? So you're going to be like, hey, why, why, are you, why are you unemployed and living in a punk house for nine months? I don't know, they're going to ask that. I was living in the punk house too when I was when I was in my 30s that's not a cool time to live in a punk house I don't know if you guys if you're the old guy in the punk house something went wrong like let's just say that uh, that's that's not your plan a that's no one's plan a um, but uh, I went down there I went down there and uh, I, uh, I I just went and I, I, I talked to him and uh, in in, in they, they let me have it they let me have this job uh, and then uh, now, now here's the horrible part. Uh, now I got to go to the office every day. Holy shit! All these people who are like real people, not like me, the fake guy. Uh, so uh, I, I spend a lot of days there, like trying to figure out a strategic time to to go by the, the supply cabinet, right? Cause, so I can get some pens. 
So no one will see me taking the pins, right? Because then, then I'll be in trouble or something. No, the pins are there for you. Like that's what no one cares. No, it's not a sign of weakness that you don't have a pin. You know what I mean? It's, I don't want to. I don't want to look like pinless in front of all the guys. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just, it's just all of this kind of uh, fake drama bullshit. And Anna, I'm really sorry. I forgot to watch the time. How much time do I have? I, I, I have no concept of time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. I will wrap this thing up. Um, yeah, it's it's a thing where, like, you know, our our little like fear things are put in backwards. Whatever, like, whatever the thing is, there's like a little there's a little arrow in our head uh, <laughs> that that's uh, supposed to point at things we're supposed to be afraid of, and uh, and, and it's just installed backwards in all of us. Uh, that, that's the problem. If you, if you realize that, like, what would what would horrify most people uh, if, if, you know, like like 99% of America, if you told them to go score drugs from a stranger, uh, they just wouldn't do it. They're like, oh no way, no, that that's horrible, that's horrifying. Like you would have to pay them so much money trying to get them. Like, oh no, I know that I might get hurt, you know. And uh, and to us, it's because we found the money. You know what I mean? It's like we found twenty dollars, and it's like, oh great. I guess you know, you know, like it's more kind of like I would kind of like not that I want to co-sign anyone's fucking addiction, but I I I do, I do always want to see a reality show where you just drop off addicts in in strange towns and it's like see like see how long it takes them to score. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, like sort of like the Amazing Race, but with, but with getting hot. You know? It's, it's what I always wanted. It's like like here's forty dollars. Uh, who can find the most drugs for that much? Like go and just like someone comes back it's like uh, one oxy, one Vicodin, and a bag of dope, and you know whatever. And, and like I, I, I don't know. Uh, we should be afraid of shit like that. We should be. Uh, uh, I I uh, I was uh, going to the library because I I that is where I like to go and. Uh, and of course, it's it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic world out there. If you ever go by the LA Public Library on a hot day, it's 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 real dangerous. You might want to bring a shank, uh, but uh, uh, or make one in there. I don't care. Uh, but uh, yeah, this guy just got, out of nowhere, I'm uh, walking by the library. And goes, the fuck are you laughing at? And I was like, and, and in my mind, I go, free fight. Uh, that, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is going to be great because I'm not at fault here. I can just have one. And no, this should be frightening. This should be frightening, and it's not. It's installed backwards. Uh, we we should be afraid of like fighting, scoring drugs, getting high. Uh, we're afraid of like job interviews and uh, call calls. You know? Like, anyway, uh, that's it for me. Yeah.